When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Carry the hell on. With guest host, Ben Lyons. Kendrick Perkins joins the show. Are you afraid to swim in the ocean because of your knowledge now of sharks? Absolutely not. The Rich Eisen Show. Could he be the new voice of those Earth shows instead of David Attleborough? Right. So good, yes. Planet Earth narrated <laughs> yeah. by Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Carry the hell on. Today's guests. Co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson. NFL Network analyst and nine-year NFL. NFL veteran James Jones. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show, hour two. The show rolls on. Excited, we've got uh, got James Jones coming on a little later. Next Packer, talk some football. Right now, we are joined by one half of the Knuckleheads. His Knuckleheads podcast episode with Chris Mullen, the pride of Brooklyn, New York, drops today. And uh, Quentin Richardson joins the show right now. How are you, Q? I see you live tweeting summer league games. Are you okay? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know me, man. I'm always watching the games, checking out these young boys. We got some good, fresh talent coming in. J.E. Skeets put up a tweet the other day, said there's a special place in heaven for people who watch summer league basketball, but there's an even more special place for people who live tweet summer league basketball. (laughs) Quentin Richardson, one of those guys. What's happening with the young magic? I feel like there's always somebody next up in Orlando. Hey, man, young Suggs went out there and did his thing last night. I was super impressed with him. He had like 24, nine rebounds. You know I love got guards or anybody that's going to go in there and rebound. And then he had three blocks, had a big play down the stretch and overtime to, you know, kind of help secure the game. Play well. I know. That, you know you know I'm a Knicks fan, so obviously Summer League is kind of all I've had. That's been my postseason for years. But now that the Knicks are in the playoffs, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm watching Emmanuel quickly go for 32 points in Vegas. And it, it just feel I've got all types of emotions, all types of feelings. What was it like for you as a member of the New York Knicks family to see them back in the postseason this year? I was excited, man. I mean, I think everybody knows how how, how exciting it is to have the Knicks playing well and, and being relevant in the NBA. And I, um, anybody that you know watched, and you know those people that were you know blessed enough to be able to uh, be a part of that atmosphere at the guard during the playoffs, uh, it was it was electric. I mean, you could feel it through the TV, and you know it was exciting to see. One of my favorite photos of you during your time in New York, you just hit a three and Spike Lee is out of his chair. He's got his arms up. But then right behind Spike Lee is my friend Ben Schwartz, who's an actor, is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. So I know you're a family man. You can show your kids. You can say, look at Sonic wilding out for dad hitting a three, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is a great piece of info to tell me. I, think <laughs> they would, I, I, think I would imagine Sonic's big in your house these days. 
Uh, he's huge, but I think in that same photo, Floyd Mayweather is in there, and I think that they would be more impressed with the with Sonic than anything. So I think that's a that's a good bit of info for me right there. I was going to ask you at playing in Madison Square Garden, playing out here in Los Angeles for the Clippers, the short run you had. I would imagine you crossed paths at the game with a lot of different stars. You remember being out there on the court one night and being really geeked up because somebody in particular was in the crowd. Um. Not necessarily, not like like excited or anything. I mean, it was it was definitely times in, in both New York and L.A. where it would be like, yo, that's that's cool. That would be like, I mean, I you gotta understand, I'm not gonna get excited unless MJ or somebody sitting over there, MJ or Scotty sitting courtside or something. But other than that, you know, it would be uh, it. Would, you could like you say, you could name them from anybody from Will Ferrell to LL Cool J to anybody would be at the both Knicks and at the in LA. So I mean, it was you know you would see everybody. Quentin Richardson joins the show, one half of the Knuckleheads podcast. New episode with Chris Mullen drops today. And growing up in New York City, I had heard of the legendary stories about Chris Mullen. Zavarian High School, any park in Brooklyn has a great Chris Mullen story. He's from that era of great pickup street basketball, which seems to be lost on today's overtime AAU generation. What are some of the great pickup games that you've been a part of throughout your life? Well, for me, man, I, I you know I, I come through the era where where hoops basketball in Chicago hoops the gym, man, and it was it was you know this is during the time of his heyday where Tim Grover had it you know really pumping with you could go in there any day and see anybody. You could go from one era from when I first was going, you know, in the early late nineties when I you know was late in high school, college, and then going my first couple of years in the NBA. Man, you could go in there. Scotty Pippen, Mike Finley, Stackhouse, Penny Hardaway, uh, obviously MJ, and then you know you go you go down the line. You know the guys that's from Chicago that you know about Antoine Walker's, Tim Hardaway's, Juwan Howard's, Corey McGetty's. You know all of these different guys, and it was you know it was we would we would have so many pros that you know like overseas guys couldn't play unless there was a day where it was not, not enough pros there were because we would have three different, you know, three different sides of all pro NBA pros in there. And it would, it would really, it would like, and then you fast forward to the, you know, to the mid two thousands. I can remember a day where Melo and LeBron and D-Wade got all of those guys in there and it's the same temperature. And it's, you know, it, it was, it would be crazy. Quinn, Quinn Richardson joins the show when you have a guest like Chris Mullen on, obviously you're familiar with him. You're a huge Hooper and basketball fan. But how do you begin to do research for these guests that you have on the podcast? Well, that's the that's the we got. We have a, a, a amazing team with us that does. A, you know that we we've kind of grown together from the start to finish. You know they would come in the beginning, and they, the great thing about that I love about our team is that we've always kind of been transparent. Because I mean, Ben, you know me, I'm a straight shooter. Uh, and so they would come with some stuff, and I, uh, me and Darius would be like, no, no. <laughs> and then we would say, don't, no, don't ever ask no question like that. You know what I'm saying? So, well, don't ever put something like that on there. And, it, and it's good. the best thing about them is nobody took it personal, and we've always been able to bounce back and forth. And so now we kind of know the type of the type of things we want to talk about and all that. So they do an amazing job at digging up different gems and stuff that we didn't know or wouldn't have known about. And then we can always, you know, articulate that in our own way. And, and that's how we get all of our stuff done. But our team, our team is, is, is amazing, top notch. 
It's great to be see you be teammates with Darius Miles after all these years. Childhood friends, you're in the same draft class. You play in L.A. together at a wild time in Clippers history. And obviously, you know, Darius fell on some hard times in his life. But it seems like this podcast, your guys' relationship, your friendship, that he's now in a great place and has really settled in to, you know, his place in the basketball conversation. For people who might be, you know, too young to remember him as the player, walk us through sort of just how great Darius was and when did you realize in your guys' friendship that he was special? Man, I knew right away. I mean, before we, you know, that's that's one of the things. He got to come play with us because he he was younger. I mean, obviously he's a year, year or so younger than me, but he was two two years back from me in, as far as grades. But he played, you know, when, when Coach Larry Butler brought him to, you know, he's from East St. Louis, we brought him to Chicago. He brought him to play with our team. And we were two years, you know, we were two grades above him. So he was playing up from the beginning. And when you saw him get out there, it was like, this kid belongs. And it's like, obviously, you know, he's the young guy. And he, you know, we are already established. So he was just like, you know, there to do just anything. And he was just happy to be there. But when you saw him doing everything, you knew right away that this kid was different. And he was, he was like, he, he was it wasn't a lot of kids walking around with that long wingspan, these huge feet. And then he's six eight already, and he's handling the ball like this. And when he played with us, like obviously he wasn't a focal point, so it would be block shots, steals, passes, and then tip dunks and alley oops, and just you know what I'm saying, just just those type of complimentary things. And then as we kept you know getting older, and then he was playing with his own team, we would see him and we like yo. Then we go to camp. And it was like out of nowhere. He number one in the nation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like he number one in America after we leave Nike camp. And it was like from there on in the summer, it just continued. And then, you know, obviously I leave and go to college and I'm still, you know, would keep tabs on what's going on and knew what knew that he I would show up to some tournaments and stuff and hear about different things that he was doing and like he was down in East St. Louis, like dude was averaging close to a quadruple double, like literally. In state tournament games, he's getting quadruple doubles like crazy, blocks, steals, you know what I'm saying, rebounds, assists, everything. And he was a one-man wrecking crew. He didn't have any other dude that was like – I think he had one other kid on the team that maybe got like went to like Bradley or something. But like one-man wrecking crew doing everything. And then a year later, he's in movies with Scar Johansson and Chris <laughs> Evans and in the perfect score. And as I get older and I start to have life perspective – think to myself, that's crazy that he's in high school and then a year later, two years later, he's on movie sets. What do you remember from Darius getting in Van Wilder and the perfect score? Were you on set with him for those films? Yes, I was actually in Van Wilder. And the funny thing is, the story, I, was, I was supposed to be in the perfect score, but I once they said that they were going to be in... Um, in Vancouver shooting, I was like, nah, you got to understand, we was coming off our first year, and I didn't get to play a whole lot my first year. Now, Darius was the toast of the town. He had, you know, he was like all rookie first team and did, you know, he did his thing. So it was like, I felt it was more important for me to be in Chicago working out, getting that run and trying to do that. So I, that's why I didn't do the movie. But he ended up like, I, I was like, this is crazy. And then to this day, you know what I'm saying, he went, we went to the, to the, uh, to the, to the screening and, and the uh, premiere and all of that stuff. And it was like, you know, obviously this was literally right before Scarlett Johansson and Chris Chris Evans, and they, they went, you know, super, superstar mode. And 
to see all of that unfold and like we talk about we laugh about it all the time now like when the Avengers and all this stuff come out and they Captain America and she's black with D Miles like yo man I gotta call my partners like they forgot me I was supposed to be one of the, one of the characters or something they were supposed to pull me in I would love nothing more to see Darius Miles as an Avenger that would make me so happy <laughs> Quentin Richardson joins exactly. the show one half of the Knuckleheads podcast can you imagine that Brockman these guys are out here in LA your teammates just rolling with Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans in movies. No, I, no I cannot think about that. That is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yo, it was crazy. We did so many shows. We did one-on-one with Flex Alexander. We did Arliss, that show. We did, uh, we we were doing everything, man. Literally, we anything they called, we were like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, we, for real. We was, we was excited. We was 18, 19, and 20. We didn't care. Do you still get the acting itch, Q? Is there still part of you as a thespian that has more to prove on the silver screen? Man, I'm I would I would never say no to it. I'm still I, you know, I'm I would I would go have a great time. I would yeah, I would do it. We had uh Kendrick Perkins on yesterday and he was talking about how he loves watching Animal Planet and TV shows about alligators. I think he watches a show called Swamp People, which is to no surprise. What are you watching when you're putting down the remote control from watching the NBA, the WNBA, Olympic basketball? What's on your Netflix queue? Man, I, I watch some of everything, man. I just got through watching uh, Outer Banks season two. Uh, what else? Uh, the All-American show. I watched uh, the Cocaine Cowboys, the Miami. It was just on there. Uh Blacklist. I love Blacklist. Uh, <clears throat> now I'm watching Raising Cane. So I'm all over the place. You dressed up in character for the premiere of The Last Dance. Brockman, Q. Rich is like a Harry Potter fan going to watch The Order of the Phoenix putting on like a, <laughs> like a whole Harry Potter outfit. He dressed up like Michael Jordan in his own home to watch The Last Dance. What was that whole experience like for you as such a Jordan fan? Man, for me, first, I mean, you... you to dress up was like that. It wasn't. I didn't have to go out to the store or anything like that. You know, I literally had all that stuff here, so it was. It was pretty. It was pretty cool for me to be able to pull that off without having to do anything. But, but for me, cause I was excited, man. I was. I was like, I had going into. It, I had no clue it was going to be as good as it was. I knew it was going to be good, but I walked out of it like feeling like wow. Like I just learn so much more i didn't think it was more i could have learned because i'm like no way it's all right they might have a few clips here or there or some behind the scenes that maybe we didn't see here or there but it's not going to be enough to be what they talking about like i've seen everything and it was like i learned so much more like i guess from being an adult to seeing it as from a from a kid uh you know, viewpoint and stuff like that. It was just, it was, it was amazing to me. I was, it, it was everything it was supposed to be and that much more. Quentin Richardson joins the show one half of the Knuckleheads podcast, a Jordan historian. And being that Quentin's been Jordan brand for life, I thought he'd be a perfect guy for you to talk to, TJ, about the problems you've been having preserving your sneakers. <laughs> man, Q, first of all, I got to say what up, man. When I moved to LA in 99, I became a Clippers fan and, you came in 2000 and you were the young bull there for a few years. So it's kind of crazy to see you as kind of like the elder statesman now, man. Just made me realize how old I'm getting right now, Q. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to us, too, all the time. I, all the time. We yeah. came in the training camp with super soakers. 
literally. <laughs> <laughs> and not cute. even joking. They was looking at us like, what in the hell is going on? We literally came there with the big boys, too. Not no little joint. We had the big boys. Walked yeah. in the training camp like media day like that. Holding a couple gallons of water, the big joints, huh? And we're shooting people. <laughs> and Q, you know, I, I spent many, many hours in Staples Center tapping my forehead yelling, Q, every time you hit a three. That's love. Appreciate that. That's love. But here's here's the deal, bro. So, you know, I'm, I'm a sneakerhead myself, big Jordan fan, obviously not on your level. But today I was coming to the studio and I figured, you know, it's Tuesday. So I went to break out my Jordan 2s. You know, I had a pair of high-top Jordan 2s. They had been sitting in a box okay. for about five years. And so, I, you know, I put them on. I'm feeling good. I'm like, man, I ain't broke these out in a minute. I go up to the gas station up the street from the studio, and I'm like, wait a second. Is there a rock in my shoe? And I look down, Q, and uh, the sole fell off of my high-top Jordan 2s, dog. And I was like, all right, well, it's just a little bit. And we're showing the picture right now, Q. <laughs> I was like, man, it's, it's just a bad, little bit. Dude. It's my, a it's really bad. My wow. thought was I'll really get bad. to the studio, I'll find some super glue, and I'll just glue Ugh. it. Except the next step I took you, the entire soul of the two coming on. And only my boy Sean Collard, who I know through Instagram, who is the biggest fan of Jordan 2s on the planet Earth, is going to feel the pain that I felt. But I just kind of sat there. I almost cried, Q. I'm a grown man. But I almost cried. I had to drive back to the crib. Luckily, I only live a few minutes away, so I had to break out my low-top Jordan 2s, Q. But, okay. dog, I was I was hurt. And I was like, I like anyone the, can I understand like this, Q, Will. Though. I like the way you were able to, you know, you know, redirect things and be still on, 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 on the same page. So I like that right there. Well, you got you got to I stay ready, Q, so I don't have to get ready. Now, obviously, if I, I stayed ready, yeah. I would have had an extra pair in the trunk, and I didn't. <laughs> but... You know, I was just like, you know, you're a Jordan Jumpman guy, Q, and every day I come on the Rich Eisen show on Peacock, and I'm, I am i don't have a close-up camera shot, Q. Why? Because I want everybody to see with the kicks that I'm wearing <laughs> every day in hopes that someone from Jordan or Jumpman will see. Chris Brockman does the same. So I'm wondering, is there any help that you can give me? Like, can I, what back are you in the doing your shoes? Yeah, how do you preserve you your shoes? How do you do it, Q? Like, uh, back in the well, day I worked at Foot Locker, and you could bring these in and, and g- get a new pair. I don't know if I can do that. I'm just looking for help, Q. Can you help so me? This is, this is the ones, like, I got the ones that I, that I really value and I, I appreciate and I want to be able to, like, possibly have my kids play in, like some of my PEs that I've got yeah, yeah. over the years. Those, so they say you should keep it in, like, an oak room or something like that. But for me, I just I just use the old, like, not an old, but, but a, uh, the wine, where you would put the wine cellar at, the wine cooler. Okay. No, Q, 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 I, I don't want to interrupt you, dog. But when I told you I was rooting for you from Staples Center, I wasn't sitting courtside, B. I was, I was up <laughs> way up top. So, listen, unfortunately, listen, I ain't got an oak saying, room like nor gotta, a wine cellar. Yeah, let me feel it. That's what I'm saying. It could be, it could be like an oak room, but it's got to be, it's got to be like have that, that type of uh, coolant or air conditioning to it. Because if you leave it like in storage, Stuff like that over the time, the, the, they say that the heat beats it up. And then, like, I had a couple pair of shoes where I went went to my storage. I pull them out. That's what even made me start doing it with the with the PEs. Like, okay, well, I don't want this to happen. You know, I had the same thing happen. Like, I go pull some out, and it was like, well, I had one pair uh, blow out in the in the big three. In the big three, I had a in pair. a game. Put out a pair. Yeah, in the game, blew out. I had. I mean, obviously, I had backups with me, and and the other ones that that didn't happen. But it was a pair that I had. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go get fresh. 
pulled out a pair, <laughs> went to the storage, and, you know, pulled out one from the archives, and it did not go. I think it was like a, a 9 or a 12. I can't remember exactly which one. Yeah, but you're guarding Ryan Hollins in the big three, so I'm sure it was fine. You can just play with one. <laughs> All good, dude. Late. <laughs> the new episode with Chris Mullen drops today. One half of the knuckleheads himself, Quentin Richardson, joining the show. We appreciate you, man. Great to catch up. Yeah, man. Hey, Ben, have, have you, it's been real New York this season. Have you appreciated it? Are you kidding? Cardiac Kemba back in the Mecca? <laughs> and I got mellow ring chasing in L.A.? I'm getting a purple yeah. jersey, Q. This has been the summer yeah. of Ben. It's been the best. I'm living in the show. It's like I'm Kanye West living in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I know you living it. So excited. Quentin Richards enjoying the show. This guy's out of his mind, Q. Like, talk him down, please. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> Forget the gold medal game. You see Fournier out in France giving Luca and Slovenia that work? <laughs> Hey, oh. Q, I don't Fournier, think y'all got look, y'all got a player in for you. You know, I call I I, I do pre post games with, with the magic and he he was he was he was underappreciated. He's a baller. Love that. Love Q, hearing I, that. I don't think RJ Bar- Barrett's parents love him as much as Ben Lyon loves him. Future Hall of Famer RJ Barrett. <laughs> Q, we had hey, I know, Q. I know I'm sitting next to him and listen. Q, think about this. Langston Galloway was in the NBA finals. Come on, bro. <laughs> You got to love it. LG kicks. And did you see the fits he was putting on this play? He was bringing it. Crazy. I love it. I could talk LG fashion with you all show, but sadly we have to say goodbye. No more Langston Galloway fashion talk with Quentin Richardson. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show, dude. IQ. Anytime, fellas. Thanks yeah, for having me. Well. My man. One half of the knuckleheads. <laughs> Pride of Chicago. Same high school. Whitney Young as Michelle Obama. Hey, now. I love Quentin Richardson. What an incredible dude. Great story. Yeah, awesome. Picture him the night of the last dance dressed up as Michael Jordan. He cooked Illuminati's pizza. <laughs> so, so did I. The night of the last dance. I did the same thing. Love it. I think we did, right? Yeah, yeah we had, had, had two folks yeah. bought us like I bought everybody. Bought like yeah. ten of them. Don't tell Rich. <laughs> I wore a different I wore a different pair of Jordans every episode and I mean, you know yeah, ate some Lou Malnoz. You grew up in Chicago in the wild hundreds or very impoverished and Tough neighborhood. Tough neighborhood, yeah. Watching WGN every night, falling in love with the Bulls. Next thing you know, he's sponsored by Michael Jordan, playing a, against Michael Jordan in the league. That's a beautiful thing. That's just awesome. This is sports all about. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, his souls fell off of his Jordans, too. So now <laughs> I feel bad, but I don't feel as bad. Well, now and, you I, just... and I'm happy that he's getting his Van Wilder uh, residual <laughs> checks. Shugu. Shugu. <laughs> TJ, that, you just need to get, you know, like a wine fridge yeah, for your right. shoes. Just put I them need, in the wine cellar, TJ. I need an oak room, apparently. Quinn yeah. Richardson says, yeah, just put your shoes in the wine cellar. That's what everyone who collects If does. I get that shoe we just showed, then they'll all be well. The only Jordan head with a wine cellar is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, like Richardson, a bottle of and some Jordan sixes. Quentin Richardson also made north of sixty million yeah. in his yeah. career. So. I can't afford to shop at Erewhon, so I definitely don't have an oak room. Oh, ben career. Lyons in for Rich on a Tuesday. We got James Jones, former Green Bay Packer, calling in in about forty minutes. More show across multiple platforms, including Westwood One, Sirius XM, and Peacock. To come, don't go anywhere. Ben Lyons in for Rich. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seattle is hosting New Orleans in a playoff game. Correct. In Seattle. And we played them earlier. We played them earlier. In the season. So um, it's not uncommon. We played them on Monday Night Football five weeks prior. And now we are back in the divisional round at Seattle. Only it's a little different. We're, we're staying over uh, across the water in Bellevue. And so the first thing in the morning when I get up is I have a waffle, you know, the whipped cream, strawberries, and I'm, I'm flipping through the networks trying to get either ESPN or NFL Network. Who's going to give me the forecast? There's NFL Network. I got it. And they're going to these sites where the divisional games are going to be played. And they're talking about, this is sunny here, blah, blah, blah. And then to Seattle, and they and they get to the Seahawks stadium, and and I know that it's going to be, and you can see the wind. And <clears throat> I'm eating my waffle, and they pan down on Russell Wilson and Drew Brees throwing a football on the field in their grays. I'm going to tell you where I'm supposed to be at that moment when they're throwing a football. I am supposed to be meeting with the officials, discussing the inactives, all right, and getting ready to say the Lord's Prayer and give our players a peptide. That's where I'm supposed to be at that moment. I stumble out of the bed. This is my worst nightmare. I know I'm a half an hour away from the stadium, and I'm thinking to myself, national anthem, I'm in my underwear late to the game. Right? That's the nightmare that I have. Wow. And I just saw Breeze and Russell Wilson warming up, and I run to the shower, call my assistant, can't get him, 
The waffle is spilled on the floor. <laughs> I get back. My assistant says, hey, what's up? And I said, when did the buses leave? No one called. He said, coach, the buses haven't left yet. They had taken B-roll from the Monday night game. <laughs> Someone in the tape room wow. ran the wrong tape. Can you imagine? <laughs> I text Falk. He's on set with Rich. I said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I had a cow. Like, I'm telling you, you have no idea. We're talking about being like, this is the divisional playoff game, not being there for the kickoff as the head coach. That's how late I was. (laughs) And Sean, just Marshall showing me the text. We went back and forth. I arrived. (laughs) This guy now is live on the field, and I peek out at the stadium only because of the conditions, and I take a look, and Rich says, Good to have Sean Payton here at the stadium on time. <laughs> Just some some sly comment that, that not that one, one person can yeah, understand until we tell the story. Amazing. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. A little bit later on this afternoon, the Lakers introducing the Brody, Russell Westbrook. Look, can we talk about media? that real quick? Nobody calls him that. Why is suddenly? Why are people trying to push that nickname? on He's him? always been the Brody. Yeah, I mean, that's Brockman's thing. But like, people, nobody it, calls him that. How can you say no one calls does. him that when we all know that that's his nickname? And yet, if no I one said calls to you that. in sports, who's the Brody? Everyone would be like, "That's yeah. Russell Westbrook." But where did that come from? Like, what is it in relation to? Well, Chris, that's like asking anyone who has a nickname. Like, no, I, there's, I, there's always, don't a, there's always a argument. story. There's always a story. How'd you get that nickname? Yeah. That, that there's a story. Yeah, but you can't what say is the story for Russell Westbrook. No one's ever heard it. No one knows what it is. That's just what people call him. No, get out of here. That's a weird argument, bro. I got to be honest with you. What do you mean? It's a weird because we don't know the the basis of everyone's nickname. We definitely do. We do. You know. You know how every single person who has a nickname got their nickname. But it's known. Like, just think like, in sports. Okay. Why did they call Allen Iverson Bubba Chuck? Everyone knew that his nickname was Bubba Chuck. Why it did they? It was from call- when he grew up. But. But like that, we know it's from when he grew up and as a kid in, in Hampton. Okay. Well, that's how Russell Westbrook got that name. No, it's not. Like, when, where we've never heard anything about it. There's, the, been, there's been no articles written. There's no if you Google two minute it, there feature. There is some thought that originally the nickname may be tied to The Wire and the television Ooh. show. The television show The Wire, a character named Bodie. Westbrook looks a bit like the actor who plays the part, J.D. Williams. Therefore, it's presumed that it was where it was originated. But research confirms it's his Maltese dog that is named Brody. So Russell Westbrook's dog is named? This is what I'm Googling. A, Maybe my Google skills like are not TJ, as good like as everyone else's. Like, TJ, like, we named the dog else's. Indiana. We, like, na- we named the dog Indiana. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous nickname in sports. Yeah, he calls himself one of his brothers and his Maltese dog, the Brody. Again, you can't nickname yourself either. Yeah, like, remember, you can. No, you can't. Remember when yeah, Tim Duncan tried to call himself that. Merlin because he has, like, that wizard tattoo? No, that doesn't work. I don't remember that, but I wish I did, and I would have definitely called him Merlin. Anybody who signs up for wizardry, I'd like to support in their endeavors. You can't give yourself a nickname. The That's the rule. And everyone, and everyone knows it. Didn't Kobe give himself Vino? Wasn't you that can give yourself nickname? a nickname. And he gave himself Black Mamba. You can give yourself a nickname. Yeah. You know? If you're that good. <laughs> 
Do any bro- nicknames growing up, Brockman? What did they call you back in the no, day? No, I was just I was Brock forever growing yeah. up. Because when exactly. I he's a guy who has no nickname, so that's why he's angry with the nickname. Absolutely not. When I played high school football, TJ, I mean, you know, I played sports growing up. Yeah. Um, there were three Chris's who played quarterback, and so we all had nicknames because right. our head Brock. coach was older. And like, you know, one guy was this, this, that, and I was Brock. I love that you're so outraged by the Brody. Right? It, dude, just, you have no idea. It Maybe he's a Jaws no fan. Sheriff Brody was the sheriff in the movie Jaws. And by the way, and I, would, and I would accept that if Russell Westbrook <laughs> came out and was like, look, I'm a huge Jaws fan. I watched it sheriff nonstop Brody. growing up, and my uncle called me Brody, Brody. after right. Jaws. That's, that's the story behind Muggsy Bogues. Bogues. You know the story behind His name's Tyrone Bogues, mm-hmm. but there was a TV show called The Bowery Boys that was based off a series of novels written by my dad's godfather, Sidney Kingsley, a famous Ooh. playwright. Right, who wrote the Bowery Boys. Well, Tyrone Bogues, growing up in North Carolina, every day coming home from school, would watch the Bowery Boys. That was on syndication. That was his favorite show. And the leader of the little Bowery Boys crew was smaller than everybody, but he was tougher, and his name was Muggsy. So everyone called him Muggsy because he loved the Bowery Boys. That's why Tyrone Bogues is named Muggsy Bogues because of my dad's godfather's play or his books or whatever, the Bowery Boys. Great story. Go. Makes perfect sense. I've yet to hear one about why Russell Westbrook is Brody. If it's actually true and it's because of the Maltese dog, then I'm all in on that. Too. I think, <laughs> again, I feel it's a ridiculous NBA argument. players with tiny dogs? I think it was a ridiculous Mad argument you, because, though. like, when his name is, like, Magic or Sweet Pea or the Salt and the Swat, but this is, like, a nickname that your boys or your friends give you, right? So... You don't we've, have to never, necessarily... we've never heard the story, though. Like, even you know he's that, never you know said st- it. Well, get a credential and get an a question off at the press conference. Jim Hill get the first question, then Ramona will have one, and then the Lakers are holding a press conference. Uh, Chris Brockman, the Rich Eisen Yeah, show. I'm just really confused. Yeah, I'm mad Brody. that you have a nickname, and Nobody I don't understand what this. it is. I'm not mad. It's just confusing. <laughs> not sure if uh, you're going to be on first ballot for my Hall of Fame, but who are you, Brody? No one told this to me. Also, whenever there's a press conference in L.A., Jim Hill always gets the first Jim no, Un- unwritten rules Respect of baseball. The game. Unwritten rules of Los Angeles sports media. Press conference, Jim Hill, first question. It's understood. <laughs> it's just, there's no other. First round draft no pick other. of the Oakland Raiders. Cameo in Rocky, I believe. Jim Hill, legend. I hope he gets the national love. People, locally, Jim Hill, everybody knows here in Los Angeles. And I'm, I'm sure nationally, People might be aware because he's been on in L.A. for so long. And he he pops up in things I mean, like Rocky. Yeah, or, he's in Rocky 3, right? He's in Rocky movies. Suit and tie, always, no matter how humid. No, no. First oh, question. Yeah. You know, I, I think, work with uh, him at CBS now, and he's just a pro. I love Jim Hill. Man, I think Hoskins legit. said that uh, Jim Hill got the second question in the Mellow in a press conference. So that's... Oh, yeah, weird. let's get to that now. I know we were going to do an NFL grab do bag, it, yeah, but I get an email that says Mellow Sound. And that just gets me all kind of excited and tingly. I don't even know what this is. Let's, let's listen to it live. You don't have it? Oh, my God, Del Tufo. Oh, Mike, it didn't load? Is that what you're saying? First of all, by the way, Carmelo, this is how dope Carmelo is. Didn't do the press conference at the practice facility. Didn't do it at a team event. He did it from his house. <laughs> Zoom, mellow, mahogany. He's good. He didn't need to do it anywhere. What uh, What was the wine year? Do you think Mello had during the press conference? Oh man, I, I hear that Mello has an affinity for French wines. <laughs> I hear we've got we've got the Carmelo sound. This is him breaking down Bordeaux. Oh no, it's talking about playing with LeBron. I'm coming in with with a championship with my mind. I think we all know that you know this is this is the one thing that I'm missing, right? This is the one thing that 
it, it, it keeps me up at night. It motivates me uh, because I don't have it. You know, and I, I want to, I want, I want that experience. I want to, I want to experience, you know, what it's like in going, going through the ups and downs of a championship season with a team, right? The, the turmoil and how we come together when those things not going right. You know, that adversity, when adversity hit, you know, how are we going to come together even tighter? How are we going to have each other's back? How are we going to support each other? Because the basketball part of it is going to take care of itself. You know, we have the talent. We just got to put it, we got to put it all together. And in order for us to put that together, we really got to have one common goal. And that's, that's, that's winning the championship. Do you not run through a wall for this man? Would you not sacrifice? Would you not take a charge at Zion Williamson coming down the lane for that man by your side? What? Are you kidding me? Maybe he's up at night because his wine has too many tannins in it. You ever drink a bottle of wine and you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, your calves are sore? Oh, let's make sure that Mello is getting the right oxygen levels in his blood so he can go on this championship run. Stay hydrated. Too much Merlot for Mello. Telling you, the newsletter is a terrific read. What's in your glass every week? There's this drawing of Mello with like a satchel. He's got like a satchel and a... And he's got some wine, and he's just exploring. It's a beautiful drawing. I wonder who did that. Maybe we'll have the artist on later. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Do we have more mellow sound? Like, is there another one? Is there another mellow is sound? There, is there on, two? Come on. on. There's definitely more than hold one. On, hold on. Is that one? How did you not get in on this Zoom call? Did you not get the right dial-in number for this, Ben, yesterday? Honestly, like, I listened to it live on Arash Markazi's Twitter. He, like, connects yeah, you into it. So I listened to it live, and now we've got some more sound from it from Mike Tell Once Tufo. they reached out, you know, I, I was with Braun a couple of times, and I'm sure everybody thought we was talking about it, but we never had no conversation about it. You know, it's, it's – Braun came to me one time and just said, that, yo, I'm – the time is now. Like, I want you. We got to make this happen. And, you know, I, t- I took that information and took that, you know, that dialogue and took my time with it and, you know, weighed all, weighed all the options that, that, that I was weighing at, at that time. And, you know, I just felt like for right now, I think this was the best time for us. I mean, most people would say we should have got together years ago or early in our career, but we was in two different, we was in two different lanes. We was in two different paths. We was on two different paths. And, you know, everything come full circle, I, I, I say. Mellow the philosopher, <laughs> right? You think Socrates, you think Plato, you think Carmelo. I love the wisdoms, the jewels. We were in a different path. Timing, timing really is everything in life, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Amen, that, man. Amen. A lot of people said they should have played together earlier. No, Mello was busy winning scoring titles with the oldest team in the history of the sport. Mello was busy celebrating Jason Kidd's 40th birthday at the Garden. <laughs> I was there that night. It was not, it was not special. <laughs> Hold on. I just signed up for Carmelo's wine newsletter. What's in your glass? Yeah, what's in your glass? I had Terrific. To yeah. What I love about it, too, is they give you sensible price points. It's not just Mello showing off that he knows about wine. He can buy a bottle of Sassia or something for $600. But he's actually going into the Willamette Valley. He's looking at the grapes. He's, he's smelling the tannins. He's examining the oak barrels and giving you price points for any occasion. You know how you go over to a dinner party and you bring a bottle of wine, but you don't think they're actually going to open your bottle at the dinner party? So now you're thinking, okay, they're going to open this at another dinner party. I don't want them to bring out my wine and be like, yeah, Ben brought this last time, and it's not good for this room of strength. These are the things I think about. Luckily, Mello has a newsletter for these problems. 
Do you think he's going to be like a Drew Bledsoe when his NBA career's over? Open his own winery and, and I think so. And, and, Can you imagine what the uh, the tasting flight at Carmelo's Vineyard would be like? Oh my gosh, what's the name of his vineyard? Oh man. I love that that's the photo on Peacock. <laughs> For our radio audience, we cut to a photo from like 2012 of Mello receiving a congratulatory bottle of Moet Chandon for the Knicks winning a playoff game. And uh, he's wearing a steel sweater that looks like he's on the set of Game of Thrones. It looks like armor. <laughs> it does look like body armor. And the glasses are great, too. Is he, is he well, like a Formula are, One? Well, they're matching the, the shade of the rosé. Yeah, when your sunglasses match <laughs> yeah. the rosé shade, you know what I, mean? I think that's how you have to pass your sommelier test. I think Melo is a certified sommelier from his glasses matching the rosé bottle. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I think of. Carmelo in L.A. Where's he going to brunch? Seems like a Beverly Hills hotel guy. Malibu Mello. I'm here in Palos Verdes. I'm here in Dow Terrania, and they got a cigar lounge. <laughs> Palos oh, Verdes is a cardigan big with the, guy. with the Barolo. The That's, big body cardigan with the Gucci. red Gucci, turtleneck. Yeah. PV's the uh, that's the new place. <laughs> smile. Hoodie Mello, cardigan Mello. PV's the new place. BB's? PV. PV. Palos Verdes. Oh, yeah. Palos Verdes. Palos Verdes. I mean, anywhere with a cigar room, I think, is top. Is where you're going to see Carmelo. You're going to see Carmelo there. Carmelo and Oscar de la Hoya having cigars down in Palos Verdes. (laughs) SoCal Mello. I love it. (laughs) All right. We'll talk some football next. Ben Lyons in for Rich. I got Brockman to subscribe to Carmelo's <laughs> newsletter. And I, I bought am, a pair of those. And you and bought a pair of the uh, the Kawhi Crocs. I got, a, I got my you really buy a pair of yes. the Kawhi Crocs? Yes, they're on their way. 24 Get hours. out of here. And my Jordan 2 still don't what have souls. ridiculous show we have here. <laughs> ben Lyons here for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I used to know you when you didn't have what's going well, when on. When I didn't there. have hair. What's going on? Welcome back, Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> you and Earl. Now you do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do I, this? I do. Oh, wow. You do? I do. It, Rich, it will bring you back like no other. But, but where, where, Just, where, but where am I now, though? When you say bring me back, where am I right now? Where, where am happy? I? Dion? You're not really happy. What? You're, you're enthusiastical, <laughs> but you're not really happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy with my head. Zoom in on it. I'm happy with my head right now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with life. My hats have been cutting down. They, they were up to five days a week. Now I'm at two days a week now uh-huh. because I'm feeling good about Prime right now. I'm, if I, I look at myself on social media, it's taken at least nine years off of my life. Nine years? Yes. I'm so looking like I'm, a young prime right now, man. <laughs> you know, I looked at a picture of me in my profile the other day. I didn't know if it was one of my sons or me. That's the way I am okay. right now, Rich. Because, you know, you, you know, Suze, you know my wife. She's yes. like seeing you on the air, and she goes, huh. She's like, what? Did, I didn't, is that Dion? I'm like, yeah, that's Dion. You know what hair. she's really saying? She, she's really saying, <laughs> it, 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 it's Uh-oh. almost like a guy. See, we Uh-oh. can't do this. You know, if your girl starts to pick up a little weight, you really can't say it. You yeah. just, you know, like, hey, you want to work out today, baby? Not not you, but we should work. You know, you can't say it. So she's like, is that Dion? Yeah. And she's just waiting for you to jump in there. It's like double dutch and you just sitting out there. <laughs> you know, and, she, and, and she has the ropes and she's just doing the ropes and she just keeps looking on you like, come on, baby, jump in. <laughs> Come on, Rich. You can do this, man. No, I know I can, but I mean, See, you, you got a lot to work with on the outsides. This is your expert opinion, yes. having okay. See, you have a lot of uh, but if I donor did... hair—they call it donor hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have as much donor hair as you did. But it, but wouldn't it just be jarring for people to see me? You don't think it was jarring? For, you just gotta just go for it. You're brave, Rich. You don't care what people think. Wouldn't I have to take like two weeks off? No. Come on. How long? No, how, 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 how many days do I have to be out of the chair? Wear a hat. You don't have to be. Out what do you wear a hat? I don't wear a hat on this but show. You I don't can't. Wear... Damn, Tofu does. You yeah, can't, Rich. Oh, Rich, but that's have... not that's not an example. They, what if I showed up on the show with like a hat? For, it, like, okay. Rich, they know what's going on. You tell them this is what's going on. I just have a, a rainy day mm. for like three days, five days, yeah. and you're back. You're back, Rich. Should I do it? Do it, Rich. Rich. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Say don't do it. Rich, do uh, it. You should do it. All right. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. <laughs> As always, you can check out all our interviews on the Rich Eisen Show YouTube page. Quentin Richardson calling in the show. We're about... 20 minutes or so away from James Jones, former Green Bay Packer. Ben Lyons in for Rich. I love Deion Sanders. He's on the all just different team, yeah. right? The one-of-one team. The Brianna Stewart cheat code team. <laughs> Luca on that team now. He's just different. <laughs> just different. 
Kevin Durant. It's just different. There different. are lots of all-star players, a lot of great players we've seen over the years in all sports. Tom Brady is like that. Tom Brady's just different. He's different. We've seen two-minute drives. We've seen Montana's, you know, miracle in the Super Bowl coming back. And we've seen drives from great quarterbacks. But when you, Tom Brady's doing a two-minute, it's just different. It's like coaches. Like, uh, How's it like coaches, Del Tufo? Coaches are different. Well, coaches, yeah. coaches in general are a different, different breed of people. They really sure. are. They love to That's compete. That's why. They, they love to compete. They love film. They like love to compete. Like a Bill Parcells press conference. What kid is of a coach has got to be tough. Being the kid of a coach. Kid of a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we're just we're just having breakfast. This isn't an opportunity to get better. I, I was just gonna say, they wake. I think about that all the time. Right? Like, in in like ten years, how you pour your cereals, how you live your life. No, no. Like, do I want to coach my son's little league team? Or do I want Ooh. him to just like enjoy baseball? But then no I get... one wants you in the stands betting on the game. So whatever, <laughs> Brock, whatever removes you from that, <laughs> I'm fully prepared to get banned from like what, like Brock the Valley. His buddy's watching his kid Cages. little league. It's like Goodwill Hunting. They're sitting around Southie Cages. screaming at Cages. the kid what? sliding into second. And Brock would fly. But the other betting. thing is like if if suddenly. I don't think he's getting the proper instruction from whoever his coach is. Then I'm going to want to just take over, yeah. or I'm going to yank him and send him to the rival league because, like, if someone's going to coach this kid, it might as it well might be as me. well be me. Yeah, well, it might as well be me. Like I'm going to know probably more about wh- whatever the sport is. Yeah, unless, I mean, you know, you know, I told you, I, uh, I told you, I had, I had the opportunity to be a to be a coach at <laughs> Kenny Smith's basketball camp you know, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. I was a coach for a week down at the University of North Carolina. I grew up going to basketball camps. I love basketball camp culture. Uh, there's a certain energy yeah, around it for those five six days, and for for the entire week, I went three places. Didn't go to top of the hill down in Chapel Hill. I went to three places: the gym. The dorms, the cafeteria. That's <laughs> it for a week. Like, the camps are like, man. I had a team. We were Michigan. And we built a culture on my team. <laughs> we did. It was we like made a it heat, to, a we heat ma- culture? We made it to the championship game. Tears were coming down these kids' eyes when we came up short. And it lets me know that they bought into our culture. And we had one rule on my team. Now, there are a lot of rules for heat culture. They test your body fat. I don't know about haircut rules or facial hair or heat culture. You, you have only to wear, shot three. You have right? to wear linen on the weekends or whatever it is. <laughs> one Oak. You have to go to One Oak <laughs> Friday. Right, for lunch. Lunch for the, the heat is at One Oak on Fridays. But my, <laughs> my rule that I built my culture with that took us all the way to the championship of Kenny Smith's basketball camp was if you want to play tomorrow, got a shower today. That's it. You want to take a shower today, you get a spot tomorrow. Because by week, by day three, the kids weren't showering, oh, which at basketball wow. camp, oh, wow, not going to build a winning culture. No, 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 no. So I mean, you want to play tomorrow? Take a shower today. That's it. They're playing multiple games a day. Three games drills, a day. Stations. And they're not showering. Knockout during their their lunch oh, break. Knockout. Knockout's a great camp game, isn't it? Great camp. But game. just the experience of coaching kids was so rewarding for me. I loved it. Um, when I, caught, when I had a play in the playbook called Mellow, which was just give the ball to the best kid and everybody get out of the <laughs> way. We ran Mellow a lot on my team. High-low. That was high-low on my just team. Just give it to the best kid and get out of the way. That's 12-year-old coaching. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know how we went down this rabbit hole. But one thing uh, when it comes to coaching, the coach of the Green Bay Packers coming out and saying that Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will not be playing this preseason. Ben, that's a that's a great segue. Nice transition. That's why you're trying to get us the, back on track. One a of the bit. best up and comers here in the guest Thank hosting you. game. Thank yeah, you. Adam Schefter tweeting out that Matt LaFleur said today Rodgers, quote, most likely not play in the preseason at all. So get ready, Packers fans. A lot of Jordan love here in the preseason. Now only three preseason games starting on Thursday. The preseason starts. A lot of Jordan love in Green Bay. Concerning to you? How do you take this news? When you work with Rich Eisen, you have a shorthand with Rich. You guys have worked together for a long time. Yes. You know what Rich needs in order to have success. Sometimes Rich needs to come in early. Other times he might not need to. You have a good shorthand with him because you've been doing it for a while where right. you know what he needs. The great players, the great ones, they know what they need to succeed. If Aaron Rodgers comes and says, hey, coach, I'd like to get a series for week three of the preseason, then give him that. Right. But if he says, I don't need to play in the preseason, <laughs> I'm good, then give him that. He knows what he needs. The great ones always do. So... Aaron Rodgers sitting out the preseason has nothing to do with the last six months of back and forth that we've experienced with Aaron and the team and all that stuff. It's him being at a stage in his career where he's achieved a certain amount. He knows what he needs in order to have success. It doesn't mean you have to be older. If Patrick Mahomes came to Andy Reid and said, Coach, I don't want to play in the preseason this year. You say, okay, <laughs> right, because right. I know what you, I know that you know what you need for success. <laughs> you know that I know. Right. You know that you I, know, know. I know. I know that. Yeah, Norton. Uh, if Daniel Jones comes to coach and says, coach, I don't want to play in the preseason, you <laughs> we'll push back on that one. Yeah, judge, we're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Prove to me yet that yeah. you know what you need in order to have success. I, I think I know better if, I, if I'm judging. And I situation. totally get that. And I, obviously, I, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to play in the preseason, uh, you know, but I'm just wondering, it strikes me as kind of an odd move. I I think that if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're upset at at Jordan Love being drafted kind of in the first place, why do you want to give him more reps to show that he may be more ready than people thought to take your job? That's, That's totally fine. It's like you're a junior on varsity and there's a freshman on the JV who's going for 40. You're like, all right, because next year I'm coming back and I'm a senior and I'll be starting two guard. It doesn't matter. Go for 40 in the JV game. Aaron Rodgers is sitting there on the sidelines saying, Jordan Love, go out there and ball out. I hope Jordan Love goes for four touchdowns and 300 yards in week two. Sure. Because guess what? I'm starting. On week <laughs> so what does it matter? I don't know. Or maybe, maybe this is like Aaron working with the front office. So if Jordan does ball out, they can just trade him and get something out of him. Well, how much better is that? What do the Packers need more to see Aaron Rodgers go out there and yeah, have two successful just... series and run the risk of getting hurt? Or you showcase Jordan Love, he balls out. Next thing you know, you make a move and you got Amari Cooper catching passes from uh from Aaron Rodgers. I'm just I'm just talking out loud. I'm just trying to wonder the thought process here, but all these guys. I didn't get it off the table right now. Why not say I'm yeah. not going to be playing this preseason? Because in case you forgot, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Well, one one quarterback who is going to be playing this preseason. Let's go to Indianapolis, guys. Uh, Carson Wentz out, this. not going to be playing. Uh, we all assumed Jacob Eason was going to kind of take control. Frank Reich no, said no, as much. No. He's going to be in the driver's seat. Well, wait, hold on, not so fast. Sam Ellinger, Texas quarterback, rookie, hook him. 
Tuesday marked the first time San Ellinger was getting first team reps. Frank Reich said he would continue to split first team reps with Jacob Eason. Quote, not anything Jacob's doing wrong, Reich said. It's a meritocracy. Sam has looked good, so we decided to split it up. The athletic Stephen Holder covers the team, said that Ellinger last week had people in the organization buzzing with his performance. This is the kind of football talk you love to have in August. This is what this we're talking about. This is what you about. love to see. Because if Ellinger's going to be in the mix, either as a starter or a backup, you got to get him ready. Got to so get him ready. What, what better way to get him ready than to have him play with the, the first team? Sam had high expectations heading into his final year at Texas. Uh, Heisman Trophy candidate. Didn't quite work out that way, but uh, finds himself in a position. We talked about timing and opportunity being everything. This is next man up at his finest. Sam's going to have a real shot to compete for the starting quarterback He's position. He's going to have a real shot. And maybe this is why Indianapolis doesn't want to move mountains to go get a Nick Foles or move mountains to you know go get some, some other quarterback who might be out there. They might have their one-two punch in-house. You know, it's funny. Last week, I think we were talking about this. There were some odds when Rich was on the phone. There were odds put out on who uh, Vegas thought the Colts week yeah. one starting quarterback was, was going to be. Jacob Eason wasn't an option. So I think the buzz was already kind of brewing out in the desert that Sam might get this opportunity and might seize the opportunity. No, it'd be great for him. Like I said, had high uh, expectations yeah, into I liked his him last at year lot, at Texas. Yeah. I liked him at, at UT and, uh, I think it'd be it'd be great for the Colts if you got something out of Ellinger. This unexpected Carson Wentz injury. Yeah. You got James Jones calling in from talk a little a former uh, Green Bay Packer going to talk about this Aaron Rodgers thing not playing in the preseason. Who needs the preseason? Who needs to play? Dak Prescott could use the preseason. I think it'd be good to see him out there playing a few games. Been a minute. Test yeah. that ankle. Yeah, we don't need him in the preseason. You haven't earned that yet, TJ. I got to push back yeah, on that one. Yeah, you got to earn. He's yeah. got to play. Del Tufo's saying you got to play. You got to play. No, I mean, we, we said get the game. Like, get the every, game. every year we sit here and go preseason yeah. is irrelevant. No, yeah. he's That's got why. to play. We got we to see Dak out there. We got James Jones calling next. Ben Lyons in for the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I treat it like this show. Oh, I don't uh -oh. have to rehearse and come out and rehearse. Oh, geez. I can just set in. Oh, man. Gotcha. You guys need a little, you Oof. and Brockman, oh, TJ, need a little. Here, this guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You want to handle this, Brockman? Or... This guy. What's the equivalent in your world of preseason football? So, uh, rehearsing a show. Doing the rehearsal. We do, uh, like, uh, every show that we do, we rehearse. So that's my that's my analogy. But and I'm not going to lie. I feel, I, feel 26... like as, I feel like as a host, rehearsals are for the crew. They are you. They're not usually they're technical more than they are for make sure and all the buttons are. are but are not for nothing. There are a couple in. people I worked on air. They they needed that rehearsal. It helped them out a lot. Get get the stuff right. I mean, we don't Brock, rehearse. We all not. I mean, no, we can't. Sometimes we, we don't even know what we're going to talk about until I come in for Sometimes. the morning with my shoes ripped apart. It would be <laughs> terrible if we rehearsed because then it was like the stuff that's spontaneous wouldn't be Well, how many times that. are we having a discussion pre-show and Rich is just like, stop, stop. Oh, yeah, stop. every day. Rich Save, the show. Save, Save it. Yep. Save it for the show. Rich will come out stop. from the back and we'll be yelling about something. <laughs> something. He'll be like, yeah, just knock stop. it off. 
Because when, the thing when is, I come out from the back and you guys are yelling, I'm just like, stop. I'm like, don't save it for later. Just stop. Don't even don't continue it. Don't bring it on the show. Just end it now. The well, thing people is, like, we're talking about. Sometimes if you try to recreate the same conversation, it, it you, doesn't work. you don't have the same energy. You can't work. recapture the magic. It's and we can't say what we say of life. after nine, the stuff that we say before nine. I mean, that's, yeah, well, I, I said that to Ben Lyons this morning. I was like, Ben, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the three hours or do you enjoy <laughs> the local the eight, hour? The Eight to nine local hour where it's really free flowing. Yes. That's yes. where the, the local hour. Our, our crackpot research team, our, really. Our local hour. Yeah. Uh, we that's that's when we're, we're watching Entourage clips. Yeah, so far it's been yeah. uh, Lil Dicky Freestyle. Lil yeah. Freestyle. Well, it started out with Shia LaBeouf Shia LaBeouf Freestyle. Shia LaBeouf freestyle. Yeah. Um, by the way, I sent you a text. Sway. Pull up that uh, old Sway in the Morning appearance. Fast forward to the end. You might get eight bars of fire. Just telling you. <laughs> you ain't got the answer, Sway. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Shout out, Sway. Hey, Sway's wait. like, but I invested in my t-shirt company. And Kanye's like, no, I'm it trying to make a billion dollars. It ain't, it ain't Ralph, though. Ralph, it ain't Ralph, though. You guys got a good Kanye imitation there. <laughs> guys living in the stadium. Again, Cowboys Championship. like a porcupine. Knicks Championship. <laughs> the Donda album. What comes first? <laughs> ben Lyons leaving album. the studio. Just right. Or everybody on my boat. Just right. Uh, James Jones calling in next NFL Network. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Hour three, the show rolls on.